Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Longshot is a production of McClatchy Studios and iHeartRadio. Previously on Payback someone stripped of the tools in high school to try to succeed at a collegiate level is going to continue to have to fight tooth and nail. I needed to get to UNC. I knew even at such a young age I couldn't just throw it away. What was critical is we had to get her academics up to a level where we could admit her. At Phoenix College they were like this is what you literally have to do if you want to make it to D1. We're here because we get to witness miracles like that. We're an outlet to help people like Jessica McDonald. It was a hot dog that told Jessica McDonald her life was about to change forever. Okay, I need to let y'all know, not everything in my life was a horrible experience. You guys knew how I grew up, only girl for a long time, but my family, we are tight. This was one of the final interviews with Jess for this podcast, conducted over Zoom. We were talking about summer vacation and a family trip to California, and Courtney Stewart, a man she'd met at Phoenix College, our parents, everybody would save up money the whole year knowing we'd go to Disneyland, SeaWorld, and Knoxbury Farm every summer. And then suddenly, the hot dog. We were at San Diego, and one of my cousins warmed up a hot dog in the microwave. And it was, oh my gosh, I'm like about to cry. It was one of the most horrifying smells I've ever smelled. Jess was 23 years old at the time. Through a difficult childhood, and then college years, she'd be the first to tell you she was no stranger to microwaved meat. But that morning in 2011, something was clearly wrong. 
Very right in the larger cosmic arc, maybe. But in that moment, very wrong. I feel like I need to throw up and I'm just like, I grew up eating hot dogs. What's happening to me right now? Why do I feel like this? And I was feeling woozy and I was like, hold on. I had to like calm myself down and I was like, no way. I like thought back and I was like, uh-oh. Called Courtney immediately. And I was like, I think I'm pregnant. From the Charlotte Observer, Raleigh News and Observer, McClatchy Studios, and iHeartRadio, this is Payback. I'm Alexandreev, and this is part five, The Tiny Prophet. Welcome to the inaugural global draft of the WUSA, the Women's United Soccer Association. Women's soccer in America took a grand leap forward in a modest event space in Boca Raton, Florida. This is an historic event in soccer, in women's athletics, and worldwide. There, in 2000, acting commissioner Tony DiCicco ushered in a new era of opportunity for players like Jessica McDonald. These players represent Olympic gold medals, Olympic silver medals, and World Cup championships. Before the 99 U.S. women's national team became legendary, before Jess had watched them win it all at the Rose Bowl from the TV in her grandmother's living room, there was no professional women's soccer league in America. So at the time, there were few opportunities for players like Jess to compete beyond college, even if they were lucky enough to be part of the national team. And there was almost certainly no way for girls to dream of making soccer their careers. You're like, well, how do we stay at the top of our game when there's nowhere to play? Joy Fawcett was a defender on that 99 World Cup team. We met her in part one of this podcast. She told us that during that World Cup run, even the biggest names in women's soccer were wondering what would come next. If you don't have a league, what do you, you're out of college, what do you do? We're like struggling here trying to find places to stay fit all in our different states and how do we do that? During the mid-90s, many people connected to the U.S. women's team had full-time jobs outside of the team. Even national team head coach, Anson Dorrance, also coached at North Carolina. While playing for the national team, Fawcett coached the UCLA women's college team for five seasons through 1997. Then she abruptly retired to focus on training for that 99 World Cup. We'd all have to quit our jobs every time we went to camp. We'd all go back and find jobs. And I remember quitting jobs time and again or having to coach. I mean, that was the ideal job and it worked with our schedule because Anson was coaching too, you know. But as we started playing more and more, it got harder and harder. After that famous World Cup win, public enthusiasm led to the creation of a professional women's league. The Women's United Soccer Association, or WUSA, with eight teams. The players that we're adding are the body and soul and personality of each team. That first year, Each roster had 20 players. Three players from the women's national team were allocated to each club, and two international players were selected for each team. DiCicco then oversaw a player combine and draft in Boca Raton in late 2000, where coaches from each team drafted the remaining players on their squads. I want to wish all our WUSA teams the best of luck. 
Most players in those teams had annual contracts, a first for American women soccer players. The allocated national team players were each paid $80,000 a year or more. The other players on each roster averaged about $30,000 a year, with some making considerably less. April 14, 2001, a new league of the world's best, destined to be superstars. Today, the WUSA kicks off. The first women's soccer league opened play in the spring of 2001 in front of 34,000 people at RFK Stadium in Washington. J.P. Della Camera had the call. It's a festive day on our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., as we get ready to launch a brand new league, the WUSA. Today, it's the Bay Area Cyber The U.S. Soccer Federation bestowed upon the WUSA a Division I ranking, declaring it somewhat anticlimactically the top women's league in the country. But U.S. soccer had no role in funding the league or any of those salaries. Financing was raised from outside investors, and over three seasons, that dwindled with TV ratings. Despite cuts to roster sizes and to player salaries, the WUSA was forced to fold in 2003. So for the next several years, as Jess became a star with Sereno, then Phoenix College, then North Carolina, ragtag amateur leagues were again the only options for post-collegiate soccer in the U.S., Pro soccer didn't even exist, you know, for two or three years while I was in college. Jess remembered winning on the best teams in the nation as a young player, and then wondering if her career would simply end once she graduated college. All I want to do is just play soccer, and playing overseas wasn't even a popular thing either at the time. But even if the WUSA failed to catch on, it did succeed in laying a foundation. Some of their matches drew tens of thousands of fans. This crowd will be a major part of today's story. They had over 20,000 tickets sold as of Tuesday. They had to open up the upper sections. They could get as many as 30,000 here today. The recession following 9-11 certainly didn't help attendance or sponsorships. Investors thought maybe eight teams had been too many or the league had chosen stadiums too large. There were reasons to think a successor could capture American audiences in ways the WUSA hadn't. So five years later, there was a revival. The Women's Professional Soccer League, or WPS, launched in perfect timing for Jess's senior year in college. When WPS came about, I was like, holy crap, maybe I can continue this. Suddenly, there was life after North Carolina. Good luck. We'll go inside Jess's rise to professional soccer after this. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. After that 2009 NCAA title at North Carolina, Jess was named to the all-tournament team and was officially on the radars of the seven teams making up the young WPS. Entering the WPS draft would mean forgoing her senior year of college, but it was an opportunity Jess felt she couldn't pass up. In January 2010, the Chicago Red Stars chose Jess with the 15th overall draft pick. Jess joined a roster that included U.S. national team member Megan Rapino as well as a pair of Brazil's national team members, Cristiani and Formiga. Oh my goodness. I'm a rookie. I am playing with these incredible players. The level from college into pro, it's a huge gap because it's so much quicker, so much faster. And I'm like, holy crap, you can't even hear yourself think. It was a crazy ride. Kelia Watt, the other celebrated UNC grad we met in part four, told us about her move to the professional game back in 2014 and how, after playing for a dynasty like North Carolina, stepping up to cash-strapped professional women's soccer was surprisingly harsh, and not just in terms of competition. I do remember my rookie year, it was a little sad because it's totally different. Watt plays for the Chicago Red Stars today. You can hear stories from girls of washing your own clothes and not having a locker room. And it wasn't like, oh my gosh, this sucks so bad. But it was completely different from a college with money that has been around for so long. And that is a big adjustment. In our conversation, Watt crystallized an idea that I heard over and over throughout my reporting. A concept so simple and yet all-encompassing that it reverberates across levels, leagues, and generations of women's soccer. For decades, these players have shown true dedication, passion, and perseverance in pursuit of growth and opportunities in the game they love. But thanks to limited viable pathways to continue playing, time and again, they've acquiesced to personal treatment and professional working conditions that can be stingy and unequal to their male counterparts at best. And at worst, monstrously abusive. But at every stage, women soccer players we spoke with have told themselves that any chance to play pro ball, under any conditions, has to be better than no chance at all. We just wanted a league here in America. And so we were all just so thankful to be playing. Back in Chicago, Jess made five appearances with the 2010 Red Stars over their first 20 matches. 
She showed off her never-say-die passion to chase down every loose ball. And late in the season, she was named a starter for the team's matchup against the Washington Freedom. Her first start as a professional soccer player. That was the moment the year-round sports and the endless miles she'd put on her knees caught up to her. I got my first start in August of 2010. And within minutes, probably the most devastating moment of my entire life. I fully ruptured my patellar tendon, which is like a very rare injury. It happens in American football and car accidents. The patellar tendon connects the bottom of the kneecap to the top of the shin bone. It's not actually a tendon, it's a ligament. But to say the least, it's a key ligament for any athlete. Jess told us that the moment it happened and the rush of the team trainers to her side is mostly a blur. But she did remember lying in bed that night in pain, crying herself to sleep. It's a two-year recovery, way worse than ACL, according to my surgeon. He gave me a one out of 10 chance of even playing at a high level again. So here I am thinking my pro career is done. Soccer is a no-go. Sensing her playing career might be over, Jess tried to recalibrate her identity. She'd been a soccer player nearly her whole life. With that gone, what else could she do? I got my surgery. I went home to Phoenix to get my rehab done. I was bouncing around from my grandma's house during my recovery and my best friend's house, essentially just living off of other people. I hadn't finished school yet because I got drafted in the middle of my senior year. I have no car. I have no job. The only thing I had was just rehabbing every day. Little did Jess know, the road back to elite soccer was about to get even more complex and uncertain than she'd imagined. But as you'll hear, what everyone assumed would bury her career may well have been the thing that would save it. I'm Tom Bratcher. I'm a physical therapist. I've been doing rehab and performance work with athletes of all sports and ages, but soccer was my sport when I was coming up. In the 1990s, Tom Bratcher played a few seasons of professional indoor soccer for teams in Arizona before turning his attention to strength and conditioning training and physical therapy. He first met Jess in the early 2000s, doing conditioning work with Les Armstrong's Sereno players, back when Jess was a teenager on that club team. I went out to watch one of the Sereno games, and Jess was, she'll kill me if I say this, but she was like a giraffe on roller skates. I mean, she was growing so fast, and she was, could run so fast. She was just all over the place. It's kind of fun to watch. After surgery to repair her torn patellar tendon, Jess returned to Arizona and Bratcher to rehabilitate her knee. She would have been... 26 or 27 years old at the time, something like that. I was looking at her going, holy cow, we've got an uphill battle here. The first step in Jess's recovery was admitting how severe the injury actually was. You have to let it heal, and it takes about six weeks for that tendon to heal enough to start bending the knee all the way. And once you do that, you have to kind of relearn to walk again with a new muscle that doesn't want to fire. Then you have to get it walking properly. Then you have to get it strong enough to try to run. And then you have to try to run. So it's, 
it's not uncommon to come back, but it's uncommon to come back as good or better than you were. Female at that age to play soccer, I bet there's not very many of those out there in the world that have done that. As she alternated rehab and couch surfing with friends, Jess rekindled a romance with a man she met at Phoenix College, Courtney Stewart. But for those next few months, her priority was getting back into something close to playing shape. I said, look, I know you, you're going to want to try to do too much, so I'm going to give you the stuff to do, but you have to not do more than that. Because if you do more, you're going to go backwards. She waited till the time when I cleared her to go start playing. She waited at the time when I told her she could start running. She waited at the time when, she, when I told her she could walk. So she listened to all the steps along the way, and she pushed herself. You want to see the gym she played in? Once Jess was cleared to train again, she knew just where to find some local competition. Hey, guys. Through Dave Cameron at Phoenix College. She still was trying to recover and train. We had her as an assistant coach, but she was really there to play and train. So she was like a, a player's coach. On the practice field, Jess was driven to get back to professional soccer. In fact, Cameron said she dreamt even bigger, though rarely talked about it. In her head, she wanted to play in the World Cup. That was number one. And if I was going to bet on it, I wouldn't bet on it. I wasn't going to tell her that, but I would not have bet on it. There's no way. A year into rehab, Jess took that family trip to California. And then there was the microwaved hot dog. She went to Planned Parenthood for a pregnancy test. Find out I'm pregnant with my son. Surprise. Like, I'm going to be responsible for a whole other human being. Oh, dear God. In minutes, everything changed as visions of her mother's past cast shadows across Jess's future. Family and friends are like, oh, you're having a kid, you need to settle, be home, be a mom, get your nine to five going. But I could even accept that. You know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, there's no way I'm done. To remain connected to the game, Jess coached a few local youth teams throughout her pregnancy. And she never quit showing up at Cameron's men's team's practices. She wanted to train. She's like, I'm fine. I'm like telling everyone, do not tackle her, you know, kind of thing. And I was scared, but you couldn't stop her from playing. Jeremiah Stewart was born on March 7th, 2012. His name was inspired by Jess's favorite Bible verse, Jeremiah 1.5, which goes, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And with everything else suddenly new in her life, Jess told me the most unexpected thing was this. Soon after her son's birth, Jess's knee felt better than ever. I felt fine even after having my kid, and not a lot of women can say that. Obviously, like the first few days, it's horrible, but <laughs> I came out of that and it was fine. You know, it took a couple weeks for everything just to like heal. And so my body changed in a good way. I felt younger in a sense. Like, I feel like I look better now than when I was 18. Medical professionals we spoke with told us that's not unheard of. There's a lot of things changing in the body and pregnancy, just from a hormone perspective, you know, from a biomechanics perspective, you now have a different weight distribution and that's going to affect how you walk, which is going to affect the loading of your joints. Gabby Gilmer is in the MD-PhD program at the University of Pittsburgh. She's a clinical researcher in a field known as regenerative rehabilitation. 
We do have a little bit of evidence with regards to how those specific hormones affect joints and how they function. We know that generally estrogen is very involved in the body and inflammatory processes. And relaxin also goes up in pregnancy. Relaxin's primary job is to loosen ligaments. It's very appropriately named. It absolutely does seem plausible that there could have been some kind of hormonal influence that like helped her healing. Even Dave Cameron, Jess's biggest champion there in Arizona, thought this new development would render soccer a thing of her past. There's the nail in the coffin. All right, you're a mom now. It's over. There's no way. Everyone thought that. I thought that. Whether he had true scientific evidence of that healing process or not, Cameron told us that tiny profit made him a believer. I think Jeremiah saved her career because ever since having Jeremiah, she's felt like a million dollars. So Jeremiah was heaven sent to keep her body functioning. I truly believe that my pregnancy like, literally helped heal me. So I, I talked to someone about this. It, actually, there are certain hormones that can facilitate certain injury recovery mm-hmm. yeah. uh, faster or stronger. Yeah. So there's some real like medical yeah. science. And See, so that. like I really think something miraculous happened, and truly believe it's my son gave me my athletic ability back. We'll be back in a moment. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Free ourselves! Free ourselves! Free ourselves! Free ourselves! Free ourselves! 
Well, I was leading the same kind of life that all of us were supposed to be leading in, in those years, you, you know. I'd had a newspaper job and been fired because I was pregnant, but then I had been so guilty working anyway that it, it was sort of a relief, and I wrote Housewife on the census blank. In the intractable balance of personal and professional lives, there is no more obvious negotiating of time and obligations than that which is brought on with parenthood. Or more specifically, motherhood. It's been that way since the beginning of the battle for gender equality, no matter the field. In 1963, Betty Friedan described the struggle of women unfulfilled by simply being housewives and stay-at-home moms as, quote, the problem that has no name. I was just living the life, but I was also freelancing for women's magazines and helping to create this image of woman that just wasn't true anymore. The name Friedan chose for it became the title of her landmark book, Ushering in Second Wave Feminism, The Feminine Mystique. She talked about the book's origin in this 1977 interview on British talk show Good Afternoon. Each woman had been struggling with all these things alone. I mean, if she felt there had to be more somehow than baking bread or something. She was a freak. There was something wrong Mm -hmm. with her. But it was like everyone was waiting to have it put into words. For more than half a century, the role of mothers in the workplace has been debated, legislated, and documented. But I found that's not as true for women who play sports for a living. There is very, very little, if any, research about athlete mothers. Trying to think of it. I don't think there is any. Dr. Nicole Lavoie runs the Tucker Center for Girls and Women in Sport at the University of Minnesota. We met her in part three. There is some literature around mother coaches, but none about professional female athlete mothers. So that's a huge gap in the area of research that warrants future investigation. In fact, it has warranted future investigation for almost a generation now. There is no information whatsoever out there as to pregnant women training or running or anything. I'm like trying to find things, anything like, can I run and what can I do? And trying to stay fit because you wanted to get back as soon as possible. Joy Fawcett, the U.S. national team defender who became America's original soccer mom, struggled not only to navigate pregnancy as a world-class athlete, but also to navigate motherhood. It's like any mother, they're all working hard. I mean, this might be hard physically, but it's just as hard, I think, on all moms that are working. You know, they're all staying up late and getting up and working. And if it's not soccer, that's your job. You have another job and you're doing it. Other legends of the game echoed that sentiment in our conversations, especially for women whose work depends on elite physical performance. The thought of adding motherhood to that mix was too much to process. Joy was the first to show, like, nope, I'm going to do both, and you're all going to see it's going to be fine. Julie Foudy played soccer professionally from 1998 to 2004. She started her family three years after retirement. I would not have been able to do both. There's no way. Now that I have kids, it just becomes another confirmation of, oh my word, how did you do all this? and do it so gracefully. And we should be allowing women to make that decision and not have to quit playing. But me, I was like, oh, hell no, I can't do that. I'm not having kids. (laughs) There in Arizona, Jess continued coaching youth teams and running training camps in the months after giving birth to Jeremiah. She watched her former teammates and members of her 2010 draft class become stars. 
I always make the comment as, you know, what's good for women is good for everybody. And what's good for the most marginalized women is good for all women. And I think we're seeing that play out in many different areas. Dr. Lavoie again. Pay equity, mental health, benefits, motherhood, all these issues that women deal with all the time in every industry, but we don't see them. They're not on the TV. Sport is such a visible and popular social institution. So it gives visibility to these issues for women across the board, which is really, really important. Jess's drive to compete had never been stronger. But in May of 2012, two months after Jeremiah was born, WPS, the second iteration of a women's professional soccer league in the United States, folded, just as its WUSA predecessor had done. Suddenly, Jess had no professional team to return to and no clue how to get back in the game. My circle got smaller and smaller during my rehab because here I am no longer a pro. You know, I don't have people calling me as much and it was very eye-opening. It just truly showed people's true colors. Final 10 seconds. Fortunately, the McDonald goal in the third minute. One of her mentors was still on her side and in communication. Anson Dorrance from the University of North Carolina. And he had an idea. I remember just like emailing me one day, checking on me and stuff like that. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm good. Just had my son training, you know, blah, blah, blah. Suddenly, Jess saw a new path to her dreams. He was like, hey, there's a team in Australia that needs a striker. They're at the tail end of their preseason. Their starting striker just tore ACL. Are you interested? The Melbourne victory wasn't exactly what Jess had in mind when she recommitted herself to playing elite soccer, and particularly not with a new baby. But there was no U.S. league at the time to return to, and if a JUCO like Phoenix College had been Jess's stepping stone to NCAA glory at North Carolina, why couldn't Southeastern Australia ultimately lead her to the U.S. national team? He's like, I know you're training again. Do you want to go? And I will let this coach know you are the person to do this. And I was like, I really, I slept on it. It might have seemed like an easy yes, but I'm like, my knee, my son, holy crap, okay. In the first of many difficult decisions Jess would have to make, balancing motherhood with her professional ambitions, she left Jeremiah in Arizona with his father for that soccer season. Her son was seven months old at the time. This was kind of like my ticket to get back into pro. And so I went and it was a really, really incredible experience. But I did make a huge sacrifice. I didn't bring Jeremiah with me. That was gut-wrenching. That was very hard to just leave your baby. And his dad stayed in Arizona with him, Courtney, and obviously very thankful for that. I was still able to provide for my family at the time, which I'm very proud of. And so I missed my son's very first Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. I knew I had to do a good job in Australia because of the sacrifice that I was making at the time. Well, the closest season ever in the Westfield W League culminated in a grand final between Melbourne Victory and Sydney FC at Amy Park. With the Melbourne Victory, Jess played in 13 matches during the 2012-2013 season. She scored seven goals and led the Victory to their first ever league finals. It's a wonderful goal! It's a classic! A 
My mom and dad were incredible athletes, but they didn't take their chance. They didn't go to school. They didn't pursue that. Their excuse is that they had kids, so they gave up on their dream. And I didn't want to use my child as an excuse to not pursue the dreams that I had for myself with him. Jess was once again making a name for herself in the professional game. At that same time, back in the U.S., a third attempt at a women's professional soccer league was taking shape, and Jess was ready for the comeback of a lifetime. And on part six of Payback. Welcome live to the inaugural match of the NWSL. Here I am trying to figure out how to be a single parent now. I was making 13K. I couldn't afford childcare. Oh, what a finish by Jess McDonald! The female athletes who have visibility are using their platforms in ways that we have never seen before. A shocking report that a prominent male coach is accused of coercing players into having sex. I don't remember ever being more livid. I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm Alexandreev. Payback is a production of the Charlotte Observer, Raleigh News and Observer, McClatchy Studios, and iHeartRadio. It's produced by Kata Stevens, Casey Toth, Julia Wall, and Davin Coburn. The executive producer for iHeartRadio is Sean Tytone. For lots more on this story, and to support journalism like this, visit charlotteobserver.com payback or newsobserver.com payback. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.